You're watching India Decides. Tonight, the IPL scandal explodes again. Another team owner accused of betting. A day after they questioned Raj Kundra, the owner of the Rajasthan Royals, for several hours, today the Delhi police made a sensational claim that Raj Kundra has admitted that he used to heavily bet during IPL, including on his own team. They claim that Kundra's bookie friend in their custody alleged that even Shilpa Shetty also placed bets. Though betting is illegal, the police have so far taken no action against the two. Kundra and Shilpa took to Twitter to claim they've done nothing wrong, but didn't specifically deny the police claim. The BCCI, which has the power to suspend those guilty of betting and even terminate ownership of the team, has called an emergency meeting early next week where they have promised tough action. IPL's royal mess and a sensational twist. The Rajasthan Royals co-owner has allegedly confessed to betting a day after he was questioned for over 10 hours by the Delhi police. During the interrogation, Raj Kundra admitted to placing bets of one crore over the last three years on his own team and others in the tournament. He admitted that he and Here's how the Delhi police joined the dots. Rajasthan Royals bowler Siddharth Trivedi named Umesh Goenka in his statement to the cops. He said Goenka had approached him during a domestic game in Ahmedabad asking about pitch conditions. Raj Kundra, who's a partner with Goenka in a steel business, placed bets through him and it was Kundra who introduced Siddharth Trivedi to Goenka. Kundra's business partner now claims that Shilpa Shetty also placed bets on one match. Stop press. That's what Shilpa Shetty tweeted in the morning when the media began reporting on what police sources in Delhi had revealed. Raj Kundra added that this was just media hype and our sources were not reliable. But by mid-afternoon, when the Delhi police commissioner confirmed, the couple living here in Mumbai went completely silent. It was only later in the evening, Shilpa said she had never ever bet on cricket and that truth would prevail. Kundra, a British national, has been allowed to travel back to Mumbai, but his passport has been seized. But is this the beginning of the end of the Rajasthan Royals franchise? The BCCI's anti-corruption laws clearly state that betting and misuse of inside information is illegal. The penalty for betting is suspension for two to five years. According to the IPL contract, if the owner or the franchisee bring disrepute to the game, the franchise can be terminated. If it demands any strict action, we will look into it. They are team owners. They have to only ensure that their team performs the best and they they win the tournament. Delhi police say they are not arresting Raj Kundra yet because they do not have enough evidence against him or information about his betting activities. But that does not mean they are giving him a clean check just yet. They say that they are looking for bookies who have been named both by Kundra as well as his associate Umesh Goenka. If Delhi police finds these bookies and these bookies in turn are linked to spot fixing, that could mean trouble for the Rajasthan Royals team owner. With Bureau Inputs, Tonema Biswas for NDTV. And so just when it seemed that the IPL crisis was dying down, it seems to have deepened again. I'm joined tonight by Mr. Madan Oberoi, who's the joint CP of the special cell of the Delhi police, who is investigating this case. Also joining me, Krishna Prasad, editor-in-chief of the Outlook here in our Delhi studios. Also, 
Majid Memon, senior lawyer and national secretary of the NCP, joining us, as also is Saad Bin Jung, former cricketer. We're also joined by Jaiwant Lele, former secretary of the BCCI, and uh, Sanjay Jha, founder cricketnext.com, and also now Congress spokesperson will be joining us very shortly. But first, can I just uh, ask you, Mr. Oberoi, because we've seen now a series of denials, quasi-denials from Shilpa Shetty and Raj Kundra. So just to clarify that main point, that uh, Raj Kundra, during the course of your questioning, was fairly open about the fact that he has been placing bets? You see, we started with some information and we called him for investigation. Yes. We interrogated him at length. Yes. He admitted to certain facts. and About betting, essentially. Yeah, yeah he did that. And he, uh, the information that had come earlier in the days that he's been doing this now for about three years, two to three years, is that That's approximately... We, we are still in the process of verifying the claims. Okay. And the amounts, uh, again, are they very large amounts that, that has been admitted to? Or are they roughly... Uh, again, the figure cited was around a couple of crores. Is that, is that roughly no, I, correct? I, I, I don't think that is a correct figure. Okay. And large is a very relative word. So That's I true, especially <laughs> in, the, in the betting fraternity. <laughs> So, uh, but it was substantial amounts, but uh, I would not like to uh, give out the figures because we are still in the process of verifying the claims. Okay. We have one side of version, we need to verify that. But uh, tell me, now this ha essentially came about because his uh, friend, Umesh Goenka, who is also a bookie who is in your custody, that in the information came from him, is it? Is that how you were, you were aware of uh, his one, involvement? One, he is not in our custody. Secondly... I correct myself, but yeah. he's someone that you've you've been questioning. We have questioned him. Yeah. It started with uh, another IPL player uh, who gave us some information. We got his statement recorded before magistrate. We rechecked it from this person, Mr. Umesh Goenka. Right. He gave us some information. We got that information also recorded before magistrate. Right. Then we confronted Mr. Kundra also on this. Mm. But the investigation process is still going on. We haven't drawn our conclusions as yet. But tell me, why have you not taken action against him? Because after all, betting is an offence. It's, it's illegal. It's a bailable offence. My, yes. my, my case and the case on which we are working is about fixing, which is a much serious offence. No, but an offence so, is an offence. I mean, if so, you come across so, an offence which is not your case, yeah, you would still yeah. act on it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm not saying that the offence is limited to what you are saying. I'm still investigating the other part. Okay. That you're saying there could be a possibility or at least you're investigating the possibility so we, we are not of ruling, fixing as well. We are not ruling out anything. We have nothing to say that he was involved in fixing at this stage. We have nothing to say that. At the moment, there is no evidence to suggest that he was involved in fixing or you say that you don't want to, you, you don't want to commit either way. We you're keeping it open. Commit. We don't want to commit. Our investigation is open and since it involves uh, fixing, Yes. We are looking everybody from that angle. That's why I'm saying I'm keeping it open. Okay. Not, because not that because I have specific information on that. But, but you're you're looking at that option. We are we are now you retained his passport, which again is significant because that indicates that that you haven't closed that chapter yet with Raj, even though you allowed him to yeah. go. The fact that you've kept his passport yeah. indicates that there is I mean, you you want to probe that further. We will, uh, as I said earlier, we haven't drawn our conclusions as yet on okay. anybody. But it's certainly uh, very significant. Jaiwant Lele and uh, Saad Bin Jung to you. I mean, Saad Bin Jung first. What exactly, I mean, this is just becoming worse and worse that you're seeing already one owner or enthusiast, however he's described, arrested for betting and now another owner 
who's been arrested for betting and then people ask that players are involved in spot fixing when owners themselves are involved in betting can one even blame players for for falling prey to this uh, completely lawless culture i think i think it is pathetic but you know the fundamental law of cricket we're all forgetting and the fundamental law of cricket starts with the spirit of the game yes now what we are doing and and what we are actually right now we are doing is we are raping the sport we are taking the law away the 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 spirit of the game away and we are putting in a hell of a lot of legalities into play and these legalities uh, have actually no position in a sport which was designed for amateurs right these legalities have a position yes when it's designed for professionals and all the money and the franchises and all the betting and everything that comes into play our cricket was never that it was never meant to be that and and it's about time well, that are you saying that are you are you saying mr binjang are you saying that this never used to happen earlier because talking to people who've been associated with cricket for a long time one gets a sense that this this practice of betting was not uh, completely alien it's just that now the stakes are higher uh, you have more formats and opportunities to bet and uh, no, therefore it, there's no, a, there's it, a greater scrutiny no listen it it happened i'm not saying it didn't happen i'm sure it happened but it happened within within certain fundamentals and within certain moral codes of conduct right which had been laid down for us and you know being part of the board being part of the bcci the cricketer and the board they went along hand in hand and a certain unwritten law uh, of how you needed to conduct yourself was there and uh, some people went of course beyond that scope but now listen to what's happened it the all that is now changed because now you've got the multi billionaire yes. who's a law onto himself he's a morality onto himself now he's come in and he's actually mingling with the spirit of the game and he's trying to decide what this new law of the IPL should be and the no, that's very unfortunate should the players stick with yeah that, should the that, players that's stick very with unfortunate majid mehman what it up majid mehman this is quite shocking isn't it that team owners are betting on their own games they're betting on other games in the IPL where where does now one begin to draw the line now vasu just give me a couple of minutes because i have been hearing this debate i have been hearing neeraj kumar the other officer who is now a co guest with us here yes. see one very important disclosure that has come is that kundra whether he has committed a crime or whether he has anything to do directly or indirectly with match fixing which is a serious uh, act yes. now on they the contrary looking into that the fact if it is true that he has he, no 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 but they are looking by i am suggesting something which is very important these officers will make a note yes. what i am saying is this that look here he he concedes and admits that he has staked lot of money and he lost it hmm. now if it is true that he has lost it it's a clean certificate of his being away from fixing because if he is the owner of the team yes. and if, he, if his players are caught fixing okay. and if he has lost on betting that says that he is on the contrary a victim of match fixing actually say, okay, let's get a quick money. clarification if because uh, mr oberoy mr oberoy is nodding but but one thing he is nodding can thing. i just get a quick clarification from him has just, he lost just i, I just come to majid bhai you made an important point is is it true that he's lost money which suggests yeah. that he may not have uh, i think the what mr majid mehman saab is saying is correct that the information which he disclosed yes. is that he lost money okay and second 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 significant information is that he claimed that he had betted on rr winning the match right which is also very significant therefore 
uh, we have to look into all op options before we. He actually he was betting on RR winning the match. Yeah. Okay. Krishna. No, I mean uh, to add to what Mr. Majid Memon said. Yes. I mean I don't know the facts of the case, but is it possible that Mr. Kundra was mm. betting on matches beyond Rajasthan Royals, which is why he lost the money. Mm. You know, it seems to be that the Rajasthan Royals case is the test case for the most ideal fixing to have happened. Their bowlers throw matches, but the team wins matches. Right. Their owner puts in money and yet loses money. I mean, it's bizarre. Yeah. Something has to be wrong here. Absolutely. You have three players already under arrest for spot fixing. Now it emerges that the owners are betting. And two of those three matches, Rajasthan Royals won. Yes. First things first. Secondly, if the Rajasthan Royals owner has put in money and lost money yeah. on his own team, then there's something clearly very wrong. Frankly, what you're seeing is a competing, you know, race between Bombay Police and Delhi Police. One going after Chennai Super Kings, the other going after after Rajasthan Royals. And it seems to be as if all the other seven teams are angels in this process. Well, we, we, we don't that. know that yet. We're we going to ask him about that in just a second. But Mr. Lele, can I ask you that? Uh, you know, we saw, we've seen the board today saying that they will now take tough action. But they're still talking essentially about tough action only against Rajasthan Royals. They didn't say a word about the Chennai Super Kings, which faces essentially the same charge. That the owner or quasi-owner was yes. also being arrested for betting. Hmm. I fully agree that first you take action against Chennai Super Kings. Yes. Then comes Rajasthan Royals. At the same time, I've got something to say about Raj Kundra. Yes. Raj Kundra is a British national yes. and he may be in habit of uh, betting in uh, London or England. That is why he probably betted here without knowing that betting is illegal here. That no, may be one of the reasons <laughs> why he was betting. How can one we make that assumption, that. Mr. Lele? I am sure someone like Raj Kundra is well aware of the laws of the land. Is it, Mr. O'Brien? Did he have... He, I am sure he knew what he was doing was illegal. Yeah. Ignorance of law is no defense. No, I am I'm not saying... That. Ignorance of law is no defense. But you are saying, Mr. Lele, that no, I, I being a British that. national where betting is legal, he may not have known. Oh. I agree with you that when he has got, uh, I admitted that he was betting, yes. uh, that means it may be true. But I, I don't agree, I fully uh, I agree with Sat Bin Jung that uh, with all this, when he has lost money, it cannot be match fixing. Match fixing doesn't come into this period. Well, he may not, we don't know, no, no, no. we don't fully true. know, sir, whether he lost money entirely or whether in other cases he may have made money, we don't know that, that's what the police say they're investigating. But again, Sanjay Jha, coming to you, yeah, I yeah. mean, this is deeply disturbing, you're seeing the rise of a, a, of a certain kind of super punter, these people who are part of the management of the teams, they are aware of uh, all the details of the teams, uh, they say they're only betting, but who knows, the kind of inside information they might be passing on. To, uh, to the bookies who they're working with. You know, absolutely, Basu. I think, you know, IPL is, is, is like uh, symptomatic of a free market capitalism environment, but no regulator whatsoever. And, and if you look at Chennai Super Kings and Rajasthan Royals, uh, the owners have yet to come clean. One is betting. In the other case, a virtual owner, the son-in-law, uh, has been arrested already. So if right. team owners themselves are somewhere, so far maybe indirectly, uh, you know, allegedly been up to mischief, 
then you can very well imagine the state of affairs. I think somebody rightly said that the other you know, franchise owners, I think everybody will need to be investigated because a point that some, at some level, Vasu, we need to look at yes. is the intrinsic business model of the IPL franchise. You see, it limits growth in an eight-week tournament. It's not like an English Premier League yes. that runs for eight or nine months. And a franchise owner who puts a big box behind it, you see, that's the reason wants why Sahaba actually wants to make a quick he, he wants to lost. cash out as quickly Absolutely. as possible. Okay, Absolutely. Let me remind you of Vasu. Yes. Vasu, Kings 11 Punjab, at the hype of IPL in the Lalit Modi days, Kings 11 Punjab with savvy investors like, you know, Mr. Neswadia wanted to cash out. And that was the first sign that how can, if it's really a cash cow, why would you depart in three years? Why wouldn't you wait for eight months? Well, I mean, that's... That's something which happens in, in other sports leagues as well. Teams do change hands. But I want to put this to Majid Memon that, uh, Majid Memon, do you believe that now it's time to bring in a wider investigation into uh, the entire ambit of IPL? Because the NCP has been going on about how the CBI uh, must now probe this entire IPL. Is that something that you still stand by? See, Vasu. That there should be yeah, a CBI truly, probe? See, truly, I must tell you, as a... As a, as a no, as a citizen of India and also as a cricket-loving uh, person, I yes. must tell you, Vasu, that, you know, we have made a mockery of ourselves by, you know, uh, this kind of, you know, skeletons coming out of each cupboards. And uh, the main con uh, concern is yes. that since there is lavish money, you know, wherever there is such lavish money, and there is bound to be corruption, there is bound to be more rotation so that, of black Are you saying, is that a yes to the CBI probe? things and uh, breach of illegality. Uh, no, so CBI probe, see, we need a trustworthy probe. Now, for example, in Chennai, Madras police would probably probe and we would find that it is influenced by bosses in Chennai, sitting there as all okay, corporate so people, etc. If uh, in Rajasthan the probe is to take place, that is the reason why we say okay, that you think a centrally strong force, which would not be swayed by any state influence, must do it. That's right. But tell me, uh, sir, is Absolutely. this emerging Mr. Obroy now? strong, trustworthy, yeah. who should win. Okay, Mr. Obra, when you talk of the wider links emerging, I mean, you've now uh, sought to apply the Maharashtra Organized Crime Act in the case of these three players, uh, suggesting that there are clear underworld links emerging. That's what the police commissioner himself confirmed in his press conference. Uh, is, that, is that now a dimension which is fairly certain that there are links to Dawood Ibrahim, there are links to Chota Shakil emerging from your investigation? You see, you have to first consider the genesis of this case. This case started on the basis of a chance input which we got while we were looking into a matter related to underworld. Right. So from so the it was very genesis had so the underworld the in it. Very day one, we there were some kinds of linkages with underworld. Right. Which we were developing, and once we were sure and we got all the linkages, we have gone for invocation of Makoka. And when you say invoke against three players, that is not a correct picture. Okay. Makoka is about the case and we are invoking it. Against the entire, uh, the yes. entire conspiracy. And, and as, uh, all the uh, arrested as well as absconding excuse. But tell me, is it, is it right to invoke it against these players? Because after all, they were just doing the spot fixing. I mean, ha would you actually say that they're guilty of participating in an organized crime conspiracy with the underworld? Or is that being a little too heavy handed? Uh, I'd like to ask, is spot fixing possible, a syndicate involving fixing of matches possible without players being involved? So therefore you feel they are part of the conspiracy? 
it has to be they have to be part of the conspiracy but, otherwise but but in the, all the time that now they've been in first in your custody now in judicial custody is there anything more that you've managed to gather a ganner against them apart from the initial charge of spot fixing uh, you made some recoveries but their lawyers claim that that evidence is very flimsy i would expect all defense lawyers to say that <laughs> and that's what we will fight in court and we will be and Krishna, we are very you, confident you feel, that we'll be you feel that there's also a risk here of going the other way where because of the hype surrounding these cases the police on both sides are forced to make competing claims without necessarily having the evidence to back it up you know i think uh, i mean mayapan is now out on bail we don't know how long it will be before these others are as well you know i hate to say this but i think that's where the truth somewhere lies because i think this has really become a bit of a, a, a charade in some ways right. it seems to be going on non stop you know we are trying to look for a needle in a haystack i think if what is emerging is true right. this with the owners this with the underworld connections i think the ownership pattern of ipl really needs to be probed much more if i can add to what sanjay just said it seems to be the case that the owners have put in so much money with so little returns mm. that they are now duty bound somewhat either out of habit or out of instinct or out of whatever reason to kind of you know get more information bet into that sort of leading to so it seems to suggest that the ipl business model is not as rosy as it seemed yeah. it seems to be that there are unseen hands owning some teams which is why i think you are finding a clear cut you know link with the underworld otherwise i just cannot believe that you know matches which are actually won by the team are fakes where the owner okay you believe that there's a dimension in fact sad bin jung it's interesting that Ra rajasthan royals has always had a troubled past it's it's been in a cloud of controversy right from the beginning there've been allegations that it's a proxy team uh, owned by lalit modi amongst others the other team which faces those allegations are kings 11 punjab so in a way to see what is happening to the rajasthan royals is almost uh prophetic given the fact that as i said uh, there's always been this this question mark about their ownership absolutely but you know the saving grace and and the master stroke by the rajasthan royals was bringing in rahul dravid as captain that's true now even the most die hard uh, of us uh, people you know who believe that there is huge amount of match fixing and a lot of filth that's going on within the ipl the moment we see this one man who stood like a rock uh, even at the height of the match fixing era yes um you know we start saying um can how much damage can raj kunra have done without the captain on his side and that's the only saving grace that they have right now but if you take in rahul out it's terrible for rahul dravid i mean one feels well, you, you know one's heart bleeds for him yeah, he, but you know when may he i say something these headlines may i say something i want to say something here you know the the police commissioner used the word uh, underperformance now i don't know whether he he's played cricket or he realizes the potential of what he said because as a captain and if i wasn't rahul and if i was somebody else and if i was part of the fix with my owners what i would do with the people is that if if i was if i wanted a particular bowler to do well i wouldn't bring him in when the slog was on i'd bring him in when the turning when the wicket was turning or when the tail enders were there right. so on the field there's so much potential to actually play up that people are not understanding the term the underperformance and uh, and they need to actually bring a cricketer in to understand what happens on the field how do you actually how can the captain and the and and an owner yes. how can they affect the the, the future but of a game but in this case as you said on and outside the ground in in this case is as you said it's very hard to imagine that dravid would, would be part of this in any way but i just want to come back to you mr lele on the point i made earlier that as far as the board is concerned we'll come back to mr lele in just a second but Uh, let me throw that same question to Sanjay Jha. That, as far as the board is uh, concerned, Sanjay, now they are claiming tough action, but they are still talking about tough action 
against Rajasthan Royals. They're not talking about the Chennai Super Kings, which, as I said, face the same charges. Again, we're just worried that it may all end up becoming penalizing players or you penalize a team like the Rajasthan Royals, uh, which is not as well-connected as the CSK. Is there, is there a fear that could happen, even with this new regime that's come in uh, at the top of the board? Well, let me tell you, if you look at the BCCI structure and the way they handled the last crisis, crisis meeting uh, with uh, the famous uh, Jetly formula, uh, it's a very convenient and, and an extremely cozy, crony club. I mean, they are going to be, you know, scratching each other's back at their own mutual convenience. So, Mr. Srinivasan still remains the president of the BCCI. So, you know, there will be a massive attempt at this point to cover up. I'm sure even as we talk, uh, yes. there will be an attempt to, you know, kind of change documents or, or come up with some kind of a logical presentation in front of the investigating authorities. And don't forget, there are, there are serious power centers, you know. Uh, I, I, I believe that everybody in BCCI uh, is much larger than life than they appeared even on television. No, that's so, true. I mean, you know, there are formidable elements at play. If yeah. one sees, if so, one sees so, the know, alacrity, if one sees the alacrity with which they've asked for this emergency meeting to look at the charges against Rajasthan Royals, they didn't do that when the same exact, the same sequence of events happened uh, with the CSK yeah, and Gurunath Mayapan. I mean, you've announced these two additional office bearers. Uh, and you called an emergency meeting, but it's all a reaction to Rajasthan Royals, isn't it, Mr. Lele? Yeah, yeah. And not at all yeah. to what happened to the CSK. Isn't that a clear case of double standards? They, absolutely, they should have called for a meeting for CSK also. And even if they are not called, in this meeting they should discuss both the issues. Then only it is correct. They cannot just uh, discuss the issue of Rajasthan Royals. Right. They will have to discuss the issue of CSK also. Okay, you are saying that that meeting has no, to Basu, be... Basu, if I may add one to me, point. According to me, it is more serious. According to me, the issue of CSK is more serious because there the president of the board is involved. There, there because you are saying no, Basu, the president of the board, so it's more point. serious. Basu, may I say one thing? Yeah, ve ve very quickly, Basu, Majin, may, very, may I very just quickly. have a minute, Vasu? Yes. Yes, Vasu, see, now there is a true test of Mr. Srinivasan, who is acting from behind the curtain, asking Dalmia to take over. Yes. Now, the exposure of RR, which certainly the whole nation would say that Kundra is guilty of breach of contract and indiscipline as far as BCCI rules and bindings are concerned. Yes. Now, they must take action against Kundra, everybody would say in chorus. But then, graver is the situation of CSK and its owner. You know, Mr. Srinivasan and his son-in-law himself, because yes. there the criminal offense has already been registered against the man. The that's man right. has spent in custody a lot of time While here in it comparison to Kudra's okay. case. No, that's a, so let that's us a good have a, an acid test. Why, no. why, what's happening Okay, now? That's, that's a very good point. And we're completely out of time. Just to leave the last word with you, Mr. Oberoi. So what you're saying is that at the moment you've not registered any offense against Raj Kundra, but you're not closing the door that that might happen in the future. You see, we, we are getting information about lot of people and lot of suspects, so we are keeping our investigation open in all directions. So, are you are you getting information about other teams as well, other than Rajasthan Royals? There are inputs, but the issue which you have to understand that it's one of the most difficult things to prove right. any fixing in past tense. 
Okay. If I may just add, yeah. Srinivasan, you know, we are just now talking of investigation by installments. Yes. Rajasthan on one side, CSK on the other. Yes. The IPL season is over. I think this is the moment to step back and have a wholesale investigation, frankly, to step back and look at this whole thing. Otherwise, you're going to get into this, you know, ridiculous charade where bits of information are going to be leaked every now and then. It'll and be frankly, very fragmented. And frankly, by yeah. using such a heavy-handed thing like Makoka against a cricketer, you stand the danger eventually of some ridiculous call, ridiculously call, ridiculously cornered cricketer naming some extraordinarily great cricketer and sla you know, slandering him in public. God forbid that should never happen, but uh, we certainly hope the Delhi police uh, will conduct itself responsibly. Thank you very much indeed, all of you, for joining us in what seems to be an escalating spiral of controversy surrounding the IPL. Thanks very much indeed. It's now virtually certain that the BJP's national executive, which kicks off on Goa tomorrow, will announce a national role for Narendra Modi, not as the party's prime ministerial candidate, but as the head of its campaign committee for the Lok Sabha elections. A suggestion by LK Advani to have a second committee for the state elections has been brushed aside in a clear indication that the BJP doesn't want multiple captains to create confusion around Modi's leadership. Armed with a stunning 6-0 victory, top sources confirm that the BJP is poised to announce Mr. Narendra Modi as the head of its election committee this weekend, effectively making him the face of the Bharatiya Janata Party in 2014. But with a boost to Narendra Modi came a possible snub to a veteran leader. 85-year-old LK Advani's attempt to scuttle Modi's chances hit a roadblock, with the party shooting down his two-committee pitch for elections. Advani had pitched that while Mr. Modi's team could lead the party's strategy for the national election, another committee headed by former BJP President Nitin Gadkari would steer efforts for upcoming state elections. But Gadkari played it safe and refused the offer. Advani wanted to send a signal that Narendra Modi is one amongst senior leaders and not the top one. But in a clear rebuff to Mr. Advani, the BJP has rejected his idea of two in charges for two election committees, voicing concerns over their functioning. The logic for the party is clear. Narendra Modi has emerged as the biggest vote-getter in Wednesday's bipolar election results. The announcement that is likely to come on Sunday will see Mr. Modi campaign extensively across this country with a special focus on Uttar Pradesh. पार्टी अगर जितनी चाहिए तो नरेंद्र मोदी को प्रोजेक्ट किया तो जितने के चांसेस आसार बढ़ जाते हैं कब करना चाहिए इसका टाइम टेबल कार्यकारिणी ने तय करना चाहिए अगर भारतीय जनता पार्टी आज देश में अलग-अलग जगह पे प्रगति कर रही है तो उस नेतृत्व में श्री नरेंद्र मोदी भी अग्रिम पांत के अंदर है यदि लोकसभा का चुनाव होता तो नरेंद्र मोदी जी की जितनी जरूरत भारतीय जनता पार्टी को है उतने ही जरूरत जनता दल यूनाइटेड को बिहार में है यह संवाद स्पष्ट रूप से जाना चाहिए और यह स्पष्ट रूप से आप जनता दल यूनाइटेड के कार्यकर्ताओं से भी इस बात की पुष्टि करा सकते हैं एंड सो वाइल नरेंद्र मोदी मे नॉट बी नेम्ड एज द प्राइम मिनिस्टेरियल कैंडिडेट मेकिंग हिम द हेड ऑफ द इलेक्शन कमेटी वुड बी क्लोजेस्ट टू अ कोरोनेशन एटलीस्ट फॉर नाउ in New Delhi with Akhilesh Sharma, Alok Pandey, NDTV. Alright, so is now the formal coronation of Narendra Modi virtually confirmed in Goa as the head of the campaign management team or still there could be a twist in the tail when it comes to the BJP. Krishna Prasad, of course, continue to stay with us, but I'm also joined by Devang Nanavati of the BJP, Rita Bahuguna Joshi of the Congress also joining me. Thanks very much indeed, uh, both of you for coming in. 
Uh, Devang, now, is it almost clear, that, uh, given now the voices that we're hearing increasingly coming out of Goa, that that decision to formalize Mr. Modi's role as the head of the campaign committee uh, is certain? Well, Vasu, you know, I have uh, been ad nauseum repeating it on not only on your, on your channel, but everywhere where I am called to speak on this topic, yes. that Mr. Modi is one of the tallest leaders in the BJP, not only in the BJP, but on the national political front. Right. Whether you agree with him or not, that's a different matter. But at the end of the day, within the BJP, he is the most likely uh, one to lead BJP in the next campaign. BJP as a par political party has its own process of selecting and finalizing that decision if okay. and when it happens. So and as we draw closer, as the elections are coming likely. closer, yeah. and that decision will have to be taken. Okay, can it, I put that it, it, no, I'm not saying it's most likely. He is certainly one of the top front runners. He is top, he's top one of the front, front runners. runners. Okay. We cannot deny. We would be naive to say that Mr. Modi is not the top front runner for the post. I mean, every yeah. senior leader of the BJP has said it. You just no, showed no, the fact, clippings. We just heard them. Yeah, yeah. In fact, it's gone beyond that uh, with some of them saying that it should be done straight away. Rita Bhaguna Joshi, does that worry you now as Modi's formalization uh, is near complete? Are you anxious, particularly because Modi might be heading in your direction to Uttar Pradesh? <laughs> well, uh, I would. The first comment is that uh, we are that it's an internal issue of the Bharatiya Janata Party, and they have to decide who is the tallest, who is the medium, and who is the small leader within their setup. And it is for their executive committee or anybody to decide what they want to do. Yes. As far as uh, Modi ji is concerned, very interesting. Uh, Developments have taken plus plus today. Uh, I got I got what information I got and what I saw on the TV was Advani has been snapped, and a very strong message has been sent to Nitish Kumarji yes. that uh, as much as we need him, you also need him. So very interesting political developments are going on. As far as UP is concerned, UP is a thoroughly secular state, and for I only a few years, two or three years, they hmm. faltered. When the Fazabad issue came up, when the Babri Masjid and Ram Janbhumi issue had come up. And the BGP was totally exposed within three years. And the tallest leaders, the Hindutva leaders were from UP. And the people shunned them, they rejected so them. And BJP is at its lowest step today in UP. Okay, you're so saying not that you're, you're not worried. When BJP comes to UP, we are not at all worried. You're, we will you're not worried by Narendra Modi coming to UP. We will put the before the people. Or anywhere else. Alright, can I just... Can I just, uh, Devan, can I just ask you that before I come to the, the wider, the, the, con the contest with the Congress, that the rise of Narendra Modi seems to have also been at the cost of steamrolling over some of your own party leaders, like L.K. Advani, who wanted to have this other position for someone who would head the state campaign committee for the state elections. Nitin Gadkari was his choice. Well, that didn't quite work out. Is this going to be a problem? That Narendra well, Modi's Vasu, that leadership is, will lead that to is, that is all the sidelining of anybody who's against his rights within your own party. Vasu, Vasu, two two issues separately. I'll answer, and please don't read anything to them beyond what I'm really genuinely saying. That one is that whenever in a democratic political party, which is not governed either by a dynasty or a high command, as other some of the parties are. There, they, whenever the position to decide, uh, many tall political leaders will throw their hat in the ring to lead the party. And uh, that is what is happening within the BJP also. 
In, okay. in, in America, we call it primaries. In India, we don't have that formal rule. So we go through this process where everybody That's, has a preference, okay. everybody has a view, That's everybody has a choice and it gets democratically settled. Okay. And That's with, enough, the, with, the, with the advent of modern day media, I mean, you know, it comes out, some some things come out in the open which is unfortunate, but, but well, there are views and there are views and can it will I be just, settled through a process. Okay, can I There's just, no before you come to your second it. point, before you come to your second point, can I just bring in Krishna Prasad here, what, what, what we're seeing in the BJP right now, is it just simply a case of the democratic tensions within a political party as it tries to settle on a leader or are we actually seeing the sidelining of anybody who tries to take on Modi? I think it's both those, right? You know, I think you're seeing at one level, I mean, you cannot discount the fact that Mr. Modi, whatever we might think of him for whatever he did in 2002, seems to have really carried his way through and through. He's been single-minded in his devotion in single-minded in his aspiration for this top job yes. and he's really ensured and he's been helped by the fact that he's won state election victories, he's won a by-election yesterday et cetera, and so on and so forth. So it seems to be that regardless of what we think, the man has crafted his way through. At the same time, you also cannot deny that there's a huge PR and media machinery which is behind him. And, sometimes also, and also creating sometimes a lot of friction within the, within the party for sure. itself. But also it clearly also seems to be that there are contenders and there are contenders, but Mr. Modi, by the sheer weight of his performance yes. and by the sheer weight of his personality, seems to be carrying his way through. But for sure, we should not think that this is the end of the road, this is the beginning of the road. As Ms. Bahugana rightly said, he needs to come to UP first, then come to the rest of the and country. And then actually so test so the waters. But At uh, this point, he's winning the BJP election within the BJP. You know, in fact, uh, Devang, as we go into this Goa meeting, one is getting mixed signals from there. You had, for instance, Manohar Parikar tonight coming out and saying very clearly, Modi is the man for the job, the party should go ahead and announce it. But then other senior leaders who didn't want to be quoted, saying that, look, it's still wide open. There are still people who have a lot of uncertainty about whether they are happy with the state of affairs or not. Uh, for example, Uma well, Bharti is not coming. Well, she Vasu, says it's for health Vasu. reasons. But there are questions about whether she's anxious about what she sees as almost a unilateral Va rise Vasu, of someone Vasu, like Vasu, I can't, I, I can't, Vasu, I can't comment on speculation or, or presumptions and assumptions. I know for a fact that there is a democratic process within the party which is working yeah. and whatever selection through that party comes will be supported by every member who is a member of the Bhartiya Janta Party from its senior most leader to its smallest karyakarta. Okay. Along with let that, me, I will say that, that every karyakarta and every senior leader has a right to express the view and as long as that they are expressing their view within the platforms that are meant to for, exp for the expression of those views, it is permissible in a democratic party to say that we prefer A and we prefer B and, and fine, the party Joshi. will select it and once it gets selected, it will get through. Rita Bhaguna Joshi, are you, as the Congress watches this, I mean on one hand you can turn around and say that the BJP is fighting amongst itself, but at least there is a, a churn going on, they're debating who should lead them, they've come up with a name, that's simply not happening in the Congress at all. We don't know who's going to lead you well, in the next elections, we no, don't even know if there's a debate no, over who's going because to Because they're not Sonia committed Gandhi to do that, Vasu. Vasu, Sonia sorry for my interruption, but they are not permitted to do that. Let the party. respond to that. Yeah. The Vice President, Mr. Rahul Gandhi, is leading the party. The Prime Minister is leading the party. See, there is no struggle no, no, for leadership who in lead our party. In, who will lead in we are very scared. We know that it's a collective effort and the people are talking about leadership. And very well it was said that Modi ji has very consciously crafted himself to reach this place. In our party, Sonia Gandhi gave up the Prime Minister's post. Yes. 325 MPs were asking her to be the Prime Minister and she gave it up 
because of the party and the nation and she put in Dr. Manmohan Singh into the high saddle. So when people talk about dynasty and about personal ambitions, they should stop talking about it because there is more ambition within the uh, BJP you're saying there's no than hype. any other place. Where the, but where what the about the responsibility? So the, the country gave a mandate to her, she should be responsible. Nobody is taking second, responsibility. Modi ji, one second please. Modi ji is not taller than Atal Bihari Bajpai ji. He is not taller than Advani ji within the BJP. He has yet to establish his credentials nationwide. So we are not always as a long-standing party. We are there to talk about policies. We are there to take okay, to the I people our Devan own this? programs, our policies and performance. Why should we worry whom okay, the why should you are going to pick can as ask, a leader? Devang, can I ask you this? Worried. You know the we fact is, worried. the fact Devang is that the BJP at the end of the day is only competitive in about 300 seats. There are vast tracts of this country where you don't have a presence or you've not been able to establish a presence. How is Narendra Modi going to substantially change that? I mean, if you take the south of India, for example, or the east of India. Well, I mean, uh, a, 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 I am not privy to the strategy that the BJP or whoever chooses to lead the BJP, who is chosen to lead the BJP. No, but would you at least concede that these are the serious challenges? I'm not privy to that. And, and even if I was privy to that, I wouldn't have disclosed it on national television before it spans out. So apart from that, be rest assured <laughs> no, no, that BJP but would you would you concede? To, would you concede to, that to, these to are very very serious challenges? There is one thing to create a huge hype around Narendra Modi, but when you of come down to the nitty gritty of national politics, any national it's a very different ball game. Vasu, Vasu, we. Vasu, Vasu, we would be politically naive as a political party to consider that when you have been defeated in the past two elections, yeah. the third election is going to be a big challenge. I mean, it is, it is of course a given it's going to be a big challenge. Any national election is a big challenge. But the trend that we have seen in the last couple of years against the UPA, the trend that we have seen with Mr. Modi and other political leaders of the BJP getting support in their states, including Mr. Parikar, including Mr. Raman Singh, including the other chief ministers, Ministers and Mr. Modi also in Gujarat and, and around the nation and not only around the nation internationally and the tired people of India who are sick and tired of this lack of governance of the UPA in the past uh, half that? a decade at least if not more. I think we, we, we are looking, we are very hopeful that yes. we will have a new government under the leadership of the NDA what and the BJP in Kumar? the centre in 2014. But what, to say that happens? it is okay, not a challenge is wrong. A second because it is a point. Joshi, what happens now, uh, Rita Bhaguna Joshi to Nitish Kumar, who you were sort of wooing or looking at as a potential breakaway from the NDA, now that he's had a, a bit of a setback in this by-election, uh, is there a bit of a rethink there? You think that makes him now nervous and more dependent on the BJP? Look, the first point I would like to make is I would rebut what was said just now okay. about uh, doing, growing in disenchantment with the Congress Party. How would they assess the, the rejection of the Bharatiya Janata Party in Himachal Pradesh, in Uttarakhand and in Karnataka where they had run governments for five years? They have been badly rejected by the electorate there. So let them not talk about... Uh, how the people are evaluating the UPA. Quick, Devang, that should tell as you as that, that the same incumbency is going to hold the center. very strongly on the ground that he is secular person and he has given all indications that he will not accept any person who does not have secular credentials and he has put Modi in that bracket. Yesterday also the spokesperson said yes. that they stand by the executive decision which was taken in their party meet a few months back. So I think they still stand on that ground and we are not worried 
as to who stays with whom, who okay, breaks with whom. Okay, you you think that we have an UPA, we have our allies. We will go ahead with those who want yes. to come up yeah. with the secular parties, okay. with the secular outfit. All right, uh, so Devang just wants to two. come in. Devang just wants to come in. Devang, I want to ask you that. That's the point, isn't it? That yeah, I, say, I have a quick No, rebut. no, just a second. Let me just ask you the question. The question, that the, point about the, the point about the state elections is not anti-incumbency. The point about the state elections is that the polity is too fragmented. Karnataka is going one way. UP may go another way. You can't, you can't make a sweeping generalization that the UPA is being rejected everywhere. If that was the case, you would not be losing well, state elections so comprehensively. We have already discussed Karnataka too many. They've lost three states. Vasu, Vasu, look at, look at, look, please go, go, go back and look at your own results of the Karnataka elections and look at the vote share that BJP got compared to last time. It is unfortunately due to some, some disputes that internally happened within the Karnataka unit and we won't go into that reason. We won't go into but, that because actually the, the, vote, NDA the, allies the fallen vote share was is worried about. Miss uh, Joshi is worried so, about, yeah. you know, she should be more worried about Mamta Banerjee. She should be more worried about Mulayam Singh. What is happening with her own allies? Why, why is the Congress party not worried about what is happening with them? They are today running a minority government using CBI as a balancing factor. Okay, now we are why, going why completely are they off. We are going off message. It's a totally forced charge. We are going completely off track. Can I just bring in Krishna here for a second? We are only worried about secularism. And we will always have people and parties who believe in secular values and they will stay with us. We all know that regional parties are surfacing to important positions in the It depends on the definition country. of secularism, so, madam. See, there will be coalitions, there will be coalitions. All right, let's just get, can I just get Krishna in here quickly? Krishna, the, the fact is that despite all of this talking up of Modi coming and taking charge, I, I still have my doubts. I'm not sure if this is as much as a done deal as it seems, because it is a huge, huge gamble, isn't it? And, and it's not clear if the BJP has decided that they really want to go for it. No, of course it's not a done deal. It will not be a done deal till the next elections, that's for sure. But I think what you're seeing is an installment in, by installment installation of Modi. Mm -hmm. you know, And we are for sure seeing that. For sure we are not very sure about whether he has carry beyond the urban centers. We do not know whether he has a nationwide carry and so on and so forth. But that said, you have to hand it to, to him at this point of time that yes. he's been able to... He's built up a momentum. And it's yeah. almost like forcing the BJP's hand. It's almost said, to the point where said, it's not even clear whether they even have a choice. And at as this you stage. said, in the BJP is really not contesting all 544 seats. It's really about 300, 325 seats where they're really a strong force to start off with. Yes. And secondly, you know, the whole ally problem stems up. The, the whole RSS issue stems up. Yes. And so on. So there are multiple factors at play, great imponderables at play. If, at okay, I, I don't want to use a betting analogy given the context we're having this discussion in. But Devang, if I can ask you that tonight... Just before tomorrow's meet, if you were to, if you were to, on a scale of one to ten, say the odds of Modi being uh, coronated as the head of the national campaign committee, on a scale of one to ten, what would you say? The odds are eight, nine. I, 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 I don't, I don't <laughs> bet on my own party. I don't even bet on cricket matches. I'm not so asking I you to bet. I'm not asking you to bet. I'm, I'm asking you to give me a, pro give me a probability. <laughs> I will not rate either. <laughs> I will not rate either. I am, I am a lawyer, I am a brief and I will argue that brief. You are a bad <laughs> team owner. You are not betting on your own horse. That's right. Come on, you are from Gujarat. <laughs> Throw a number. That, that is prohibited. That is prohibited. <laughs> Conflict of interest. Alright, we will have to leave it there. Thank you very much indeed. In about 24 hours we will have an answer to that one way or the other. Thanks very much indeed for joining us. And before we leave you, finally, there was a, a respite from the terrible heat 
that's been uh, holding North India in its grip. When the rains, it's too early to say whether these are pre-monsoon SARS or not, but they finally came to North India. From all of us here, good night.